Well, as people have learned in the last couple of weeks, not everybody's on Facebook anymore. <laughs> Entire social media outlets have disappeared from the planet. Let's so, not get into that. But Well, that's my point, <laughs> yes. though. If you think you can build your business structure based off of Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, things always come back around. That's why I wear the same clothes. <laughs> things always come back around. This is the small business podcast that is sweeter than all the rest. Marketing, media, and cupcakes. Welcome to Marketing, Media, and Cupcakes. Hello, I'm John Ando. Along with me is my beautiful wife, Angel. Hi there. She is a customer service, a customer experience pro, sure. as they say nowadays. Mm-hmm. And I am a filmmaker and a media influencer. I work and do commercial production and documentaries and all kinds of things because I like to communicate things. Mm-hmm. And today, we are going to discuss that very topic, communication. With uh, And what's unique is you and I both use email and text differently with our clients and business yes, things. Yes, 100%. And I have to say, when it comes to um, email and texting and all those types of things, I uh, I just I, I lose my mind. It is, yes, you do. It's one of the most frustrating things in the world for me. Many a rant. To, uh, you know, I, I'm working with clients this, just this week. We were uh, taping a television show that I produce at a studio up in the other corner of Ohio, and um, and I, I have a lot of publishers I deal with. Some of them are on the email, and they are on it, and I get a response within minutes, and others I get a response a day later, and I get uh, confusing information, and it's, it, you know, in my world, I'm counting on you to have my guest in a place on a computer at the right time to do these TV shows, and uh when little we got, struggle. little struggle when we're waiting there. I'm like, um, I haven't gotten an email back from this guy in a month, uh, but he said he was going to be there and he confirmed everything. So anyway, we're going to talk about that today from a couple different perspectives. So again, if you haven't uh, listened to our podcast before, we are at uh, marketingmediacupcakes.com is our website. And we are uh, everywhere. And we would love if you could uh, subscribe and, and just be a part of the little family here. We are here to help you with best practices for business. So Angel's got some ideas here because some of the things I would say you would go, I couldn't live like that because you live in front of the computer responding to emails with your job every every moment. You have some phone calls. Mm-hmm. But probably what eighty percent of what you are dealing with is email. Correct. That is how. So how do people reach me to get to or have some sort of action taken? That is my mode of work, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, it's somebody's sending an email. Do this. Can you approve this? Can you look at this? Can you help me with this? So I've always kind of said, although my job itself is, you know, I'm technically a trainer. I don't get to train that often. Um, I'm supposed to keep the training documents. So that's something that I do, you know, do, but it's not every single day. I'm doc, you know, so I'm, I'm literally my own miniature help desk. That's kind of what I've become. And that's what I do is I, I respond and take action on emails all day long. So some of the points you're going to cover would not work for me because I have to, but what I'm going to talk about is the style in which you communicate an email. Um, which is great, since this is what you do all day. You yeah. should be best to tell us some tips, because I don't know. I, I've had this happen very often in, in my my little world, so I'm, I communicate with somebody. You know, we'd like to do an interview with you on our show, and it's going to be at 2 p.m., and it will take 45 minutes, and uh, this is the topics, and I go through all those, and I think, well, that's a very um, very concise, mm-hmm. well-detailed email. Mm-hmm. Until you th- take a step back and somebody says, and, and this always throws me, um, uh, is this a TV show or a radio interview? 
Well, I didn't say that. I just said interview. Mm-hmm. I just assumed because maybe they see a call letter or something that it's TV, but that's not always the case. Sure. And then they say, well, that's great. Uh, uh, you know, I'll be there too. And then there's some confusion. We figure out they're on the West Coast and they thought I was speaking in West Coast time. So mm-hmm. uh, there's all these little things. We'll talk about some of these things. So I, even though you may write a very detailed email, it may not be detailed enough. Correct. So what John was saying, and and again, I have these things that I try to live by. I've been through multiple classes at work. Um, I actually have done team building and um, other team interactions when when email became a problem, when email literally became an issue from a personnel perspective, created issues among team members because of email. Um, This has been a while ago, but it was, so I've done different things. Like what kind of issues? It's about communication style. Okay. So it goes back to a conversation that I was just having, um, and this it, this is not in anywhere in here, but it's, I like to be, so for example, when I walk around, I smile at people. Now, mm. in this day and age with my mask, nobody can tell, <laughs> but they can see my eyes, but that's my, that's always been my thing. I smile at people. I may say, hello, I don't even know you. That's who I am. So that's how I start most of my email communications. Hello, hi, how are you? What's up? Good morning, something. Yes. And because I communicate in that way, when people send things to me and don't communicate in that manner, when they start with either just my name or they don't say there's no salutation, it's just straight to the business. I used to be in my younger, I used to be completely offended. And I would read that email with totally different tone. Like, you know how we can all read tone into an email. There was, I would be upset by that because my communication style is you have just cut off my need for that, that personal connection by not saying hello. And you've just basically said that, you know, I'm not worth your time. Now, it's it's not in their intention. It's almost like somebody coming over the, over your cubicle and saying, Hey, do you have that report? And not even saying, hi, angel. Hey, do you have that report? Yeah. I'm, and there are, but I have learned there are people that that is not their communication style. Mm-hmm. So you cannot impose yours onto someone else. However, in team environments and in close knit groups, it is important that they, you know, and understand each other's style because that way there's no hard feelings. So I have learned certain individuals that I communicate with on a regular basis, they will always start right out the gate with my name or nothing at all and i've but i've had verbal conversations excuse me verbal conversations and totally cordial totally fine so i just i'm like okay well i have to take that out of it so i'm just going to go through some things about how to construct an email that someone might read (laughs) yeah and how to maybe avoid some of those things but perception is always the biggest thing with an email so let's go through some yes. of your tips here practice being clear and concise in your message now that's going to be difficult for some people um, I break this rule myself sometimes um, because I just there's so much to tell if you have an email that is just so much to tell that it's just going to be a book then you really need to make a you need to make a phone call if so, if you're going to send something I tend to send if there's a lot of information but I need to communicate it because I'm communicating to 80 people, then I will bullet point it. Yeah. That way it's easier to read. It's visually more something you can, you can kind of consume versus individuals who I work with. And they know they do this, but they will send you a 10 
thousand word epistle on what it, and I'm like, I get lost in it. I'm like, right. I don't know where you're going. What am I supposed to be taking out of this? So clear and concise. That is like the, the first one. And if I could add, please, one of the things that you, you have, I'm always conscious of, and this is from my interview part of my job. I always know when I ask a question in an interview, it's very short and wide open because I want a big, long answer from my the person I'm interviewing. Yep. So I always, but in regards to email, I'm always thinking of what what's the potential responses in this email. Do I want somebody to just give me yes or no's, mm-hmm. or if I if I leave it open ended, um, and I'm sending it to 20 people, you know, I might be spending the next week reading the responses. Yep. And especially if it's somebody who likes to go in and do that reply to one paragraph, yep. and, and and you're like, I was gonna be one of my suggestions. Yep. So okay. <laughs> so anyway, so that's that's one of the things you've got to be thinking about is. When you're writing it, what kind of what's if you are looking for an answer to this, word it in a way that you can get the answer. If you're just looking for yes or no, just say. Uh, by the way, I just need a yes or no on this. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Exactly. So the other one, and again, I I remember vividly. So the second one is before sending. Of course, always proofread. Check yeah. for grammar. Check for now. John has all kinds of fun little dooflopers in his and world. Nothing that still, still doesn't work. Still doesn't catch everything. Um, I still catch a your. Yeah, the your, the there. Well, and the, our, our. And the the danger really isn't my my desktop. The danger is my cell phone. Oh, gotcha. Which I may be dictating to, and 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 sometimes if it's a, if it's somebody you know and they kind of get it. You know, we have people oh. we communicate with all the time. I'll say, I'm, I'm dictating this for my phone. So if it's if there's something inappropriate in there, it wasn't me. It was yeah, Siri. Exactly. So. I've tried. I actually had it on my review three years in a row back in the 90s, um, back when email was just starting to become a thing. Um, but to, to proofread, because I was yeah. horrible with getting, you know, the theirs and the theirs, the ours and the ours and all that kind of stuff. So again, always proofread. I find that reading it out loud slowly one word at a time i know that sounds really painful but boy you because your brain will insert words that you never typed because you know what you want it to say absolutely and you're reading and all of a sudden you're like wait wait there's a there's two words missing but you if you didn't read it out loud you may not have missed it because your brain is inserting the words and my most common one for how i don't know how this happens because in my head like you said i i'm typing this word don't won't mm-hmm. you know and of course those drastically change when you say i can't you know i can't be there and it comes in i can, I can be, be there. there yes that's a problem and i don't know how many times i've gone back to look at the email after i've sent it which uh-huh. is why i'm so stupid because i'm like i should check it before but it's always after i send it well let me check that real quick oh, oh. i said i'm going to be there yeah uh, sorry about and then you have to send the obligatory yeah i'm a moron yeah so sorry yeah so the third one is again copy back any important points. So if you're replying back to someone's email, and that's what John had alluded to earlier, if they have given you, you know, hey, Angel, and I get this quite often, you know, and they'll bullet point out four or five things. Okay, well, then I'm just, I literally will copy those four or five things into my reply. And then I will put either in a different color or a different font my answer. That way, there's no confusion about what I'm answering. I do really like that when somebody takes the time to do that. It, to me, that says, hi, I am responding to your questions in the order you sent them or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I, I, and I, I have a few guys that I work with that, that do that. And that's just, to me, it just means a lot to me because it just, it makes me be able to understand what they're saying yep. uh, versus the yes, yes, no, 
and we'll meet on Tuesday response. And yeah. I'm like, and now you've got to do matching. Which of the yes goes to which of the four questions yeah, I sent. Exactly. And I will take and I will take a paragraph that someone has written if they've not listed out their questions, but they've just kind of had this like brain dump of this run on of information. I will attempt to break it up into what I believe to be questions to attempt to answer what it is. So again, it's just going back and trying to, you know, reclarify the points they're making because we've discovered that's not what they were really asking. No. I mean, I had an email communication with somebody where it turned out that's not at all what she wanted, but it started off with this is where she, I, it just was very crazy. Um, we use this a lot at work and I don't know how important it is, but the use of a subject line. So oh. we have a lot. No, of, I think that's critical. So we have communications where we need someone to take action quickly and you're sending an email to a group and there's seven or eight people in that group. So one of them need to take action to get something processed quickly or released. And so we have got literally specs, specifications on what needs to go in it. So urgent. It needs to have this piece of information, yes. this piece of information. And so when they don't send all those, um, then it makes it difficult for the receiver to know what they're going to do because it's not the body of the email they need to open. They just need to see that because yes. that's what will pop up. And so I do that often with yes. when, when I'm booking guests. I will always tr typically on the first contact email say interview request. Yes. Just so I know that, you know, you're scrolling through your phone. Oh, there's that interview request. Yep. Or, you know, like you said, I, I, and I love that that's a, that's a big, big deal. And actually, with email marketing and spam mail, the, the most effective ones are the ones that say, hey, John, 10% uh, discount on Amazon or something like mm -hmm. that. So the email marketing spam people know that that subject line is very important. So mm -hmm. that should be important with your email communications. Exactly. There was a presentation that we had where they were communicating about email and how you should communicate. Careful communication is a big keyword around um, our work, but it says anything you put in an email is what you would, would you want that to show up on the front page Absolutely. of the newspaper? Yes. So it's, you know, again, John kind of commented, we communicate with people that we're familiar with, we're comfortable with. Um, so you may have a different style of communicating with them, maybe in a more graphic manner, maybe a little bit more <laughs> uh, straightforward, maybe a little harsher. Uh, maybe and, you're venting a little bit. And you uh, may be saying something about that other person who got the order wrong and yes. they should just be or other words that are yeah. not pleasant. Yes. Um, but And yet we all do it. Um, but it's basically be very careful because you can't recall it once you've sent it. No. So a dear friend of mine this week, she was angry, doesn't quite cover what happened to her. But her husband is retiring and someone has sent just her an email asking about what to do and what they should do for him. And so she replied back and said, well, you know, this, this, and this. But the problem was, is she said, I would send a note too, and she put in the distribution list of our entire group. Oh. Well, to get that distribution list, she put it in the mail line, one of the copy, the copy yeah. lines, so she could get the address. She didn't delete it. Oh, no. So when she hit send, it went to, it went to her and everybody. <laughs> I mean, when I say everybody, we're talking about four different departments. I, I apparently was the person that got to share that with her, even though it had been several yeah. minutes. I went, I know you probably realize it. And she's like, oh, my God. And yeah. I mean... It you can't recall this stuff, so no. that's the whole point. And you can't I, recall it. And I remember before email was even big, um, I, I, between uh, 
couple of friends that worked in the newspaper industry. You remember the newspaper industry. Vaguely. They, they, it was funny. We were discussing the fact back then about liability and notes and all these things. And because I, I was always, you know, keep all your notes. And they were, they, they were like legally being told by their bosses at the newspaper, destroy everything. Don't have any notes because of, in a case of a libel suit, if they took your notes and they saw, yeah, this guy said, yeah, I'm a big fat idiot, mm-hmm. um, that would be there. So it was always funny that, you know, that was even a case. And that's the case with email, if accidentally copying somebody and saying, your boss is a moron. Yeah. That might, uh, that might end up changing your paycheck situation in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Well, the last one, I, there's several other points, but I think, right. I, I think the last one that's really critical, practice the 24 hour rule when you're upset. Oh, absolutely. So if someone has Good sent advice. you something and you're upset, um, it's best to wait before firing off because I am guilty, as we all are, of firing off that reply immediately. Yeah. You are incensed, you are enraged, you are upset, whatever you are. It may be good therapy for you to write it. Yes, I have done that many times. Send it. Yeah. yeah. I have I have done and I've gotten really good at because I need to reply fairly quickly in a lot of my scenarios. Um, I type it all out in the tone in which I would love to say it. Right. And then I go back and I edit it. Yeah. Um, I will, when I'm doing that, I will actually take the person's name out of the send address just in case I (laughs) accidentally do something so it won't go anywhere. call that a plugs out test. Yeah, it's like, okay well, I'm just gonna say what I want to say okay now we're gonna go back and fix it and make it sound nicer and but you it just you yeah so that's my last and final point no that's don't, great don't send emails when so, you're pissed because it's not sorry oh, good. don't send emails when you're mad so, so review for me real quickly can you review your, yeah. your points real fast so definitely you want to um, be clear and concise so that's the first one which is obvious right. um, Number two is always um, reread, proofread. It's always important. Make sure, read it out loud. That's one of my favorite things to do. If you're not from, obviously, there's spell check on everything, but it never works right, especially with Apple. It never, it always says, I don't know what this is. Yeah, exactly. Grammarly is a great app. I use that a lot. There's settings to change it between business, formal, casual. And uh, for the twenty nine bucks or whatever it is, I can't remember. Do I pay twenty nine bucks a month for that thing? I can't remember. You have so many subscriptions. I, I cannot tell you which I can't, one is what. I can't live without Grammarly <laughs> though. So it's it, it and it's a good plug in for Mac or Windows. So for sure, uh, I recommend it. Yeah, um, make sure that you copy so point three. Copy back any kind of important um, messages or you know points back to whatever they're saying to you make sure that you yes. get back to them with the answer specific to what they're saying and always make sure you have the attachment that's a common thing oh, i do it's like uh, t- take a look at this photo this is something we want to do and then i always get the email back hey uh, yeah. there was an attachment on yep. that mm-hmm. i don't it, it, it's a it's a common faux pas oh, it makes you want to scream yeah, and you're does. like i'm like take a look at this spreadsheet and i'm like yeah, might want to look at the spread takes added the spreadsheet um the next one is um number four is subject lines so again yes. making your making use of your subject line by putting some important things in it that will make someone open it we would use keywords in, <laughs> yes in the uh in the much industry. better yep. keywords in your subject line that's uh, a great tip yeah um kind of the combo one you can't recall an email so no. don't uh send them when you're upset so if you can wait 24 hours definitely wait uh, before you send off a fiery email the last thing this is just this is a bonus tip just mm. a little bonus tip. bonus tip bonus ding 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 cowbell um 
if your email communication with an individual has to go back and forth more than three times, pick up the phone. Oh, that's a great rule. Pick up the oh phone. Oh my gosh, yes. Because we, that was one of our biggest ones is we call them email wars. And I have been in many a war. I, I still, I fight them today. I'm, I'm an idiot because I just, I don't, because I'm afraid of maybe what I'll say on the phone if I got them on the phone or you're having difficulty getting them on the phone. Yes. But if your communication, you're trying to resolve an issue, a problem, a fix a situation, if that email back and forth goes more than three times, three times sorry that's a pick up the dang phone that's a great tip because i'll have clients (laughs) and of course in my world it's there's copy involved for for video or print or something and um, i'll get a text message hey could you make sure you mention this bit of information which it's not the information it's just you make sure you mention the location or the address and i'm i always go back and we're going to talk about this here in a second please email me the points you want on the screen. Don't tell me that these are the things you'd like to hit. Because every time I, 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 I do the work, I get it finished, I get it to them for review, and it comes back, oh, we'd like to change those points. Mm-hmm. And my response is always, then I need you to send me the exact text you want me to put in there. Because yep. I'm done guessing. Mm-hmm. I put what I thought is what you said. Yep. Um, so that's a big thing, especially if you're dealing with communications people, if you're dealing with print people, people are doing your email marketing or something like that. Just don't say, oh, and you. by the way, mention that we're having a special event on the 29th. What's the event? So give me the text. Mm-hmm. This this word, this line here. Now, if you want me to have creative, if you say, put this, but if you want to change the wording, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But if you don't want me to change the wording, then tell me. Please tell me, don't change the wording. Yeah, because <laughs> I may modify it to make to make it sound better, but sure. if you tell me, no, it must be this way. Well, that just, just tell me that. Yeah. You're wasting, be, I'm always conscious when I'm sending anything. I want to be conscious of your time. Yes. I'm trying to help us out here. John so. is always about the conscious. That is his big thing. Is like let's just get to it. So he would reply to one I'm of trying, my long emails. Trying to get out on the golf course. <laughs> Do you remember before email? Do you remember when we used to have to use the fax? Fax was actually oh my goodness. A, I lived at the fax a machine. A revolutionary thing. It was cool, except when it ran out of toner and paper. Yeah. You know. Oh. You just loved, I'd love to go to the fax machine and there'd just be a stack. I'm, I'm like, oh my God, it's like Christmas. Who's I mean, sending what? It's like, you know, the, the, the rush to mail in my world, videotapes overnight and things like that back in those days. And Oh, that, actual mail. Yeah, that too. Mail, mail. We used to stand there. That was a, that was a job assigned on a board where people had to sort the mail because I just, we got so much mail. I just think back, you know, for example, you know, I've got some different equipment here that's older from the 90s and I'm like, <laughs> old. Yeah, I could just get in there and type something up and find the PDF of the manual now from 20 oh, years ago. But yeah. it's like back in those days, I need a manual. You got to call, maybe call someone, and oh, then yeah. you're still two days out from getting it. So yeah, if you can even find the phone number. Yeah, so that's, which is this thing called a phone book. So that's a that's a little <laughs> history lesson for those of you who are newer. But when email came out, it's funny. I was thinking about this this morning when we were talking about this topic. I thought, you know, back in the old days when mm-hmm. it was AOL and CompuServe and all those, and and I and I was, I mean, we're talking 1995, 1996. I put the TV station back home on a website with email addresses and it was still you know if you ask somebody do you have an email address you would maybe get a yeah or half of them had mm-hmm. it and half of them didn't yep um and it was always a, it was always a crapshoot if you were going to get a response to an email mm-hmm. i still feel the same about that i i send an email <laughs> to somebody and it's not that i don't i know they've got the email 
but do they have a spam filter on? Oh. Do they have so many emails they're not going to get to my email for a week? Are mm-hmm. they gone? Are they? And there's two types of email people, basically, in my, in my world. Yes. People who are on that email, and I know I will get a response within an hour or so because they're just like me. They're constantly looking. They're kind of customer service oriented. Mm-hmm. I don't want to leave somebody hanging. And then there's people who, and I can't imagine this, who literally just don't even check emails for days. And then I get a response mm-hmm. back a week later. Or I just, it's not that it was like I just found this because it was buried in a spam folder. It was literally like, you know, I don't check my email that much. And I'm like, do you, do you not breathe? Do you not use the bathroom either? <laughs> How can you not check your email? I know. It's because we live in a different world. Well, that's our, that's our mode of communication. I mean, we don't hear email. We have no work. If you're not paying attention to your email, I do think you're hurting your business. And I know if, if you're a younger person who's using DM and Facebook, Insta, you know, Facebook messages and those kind of things. And I know you, I'm always for you using the best method possible. Mm-hmm. But as we talk about here, best practices, mm-hmm. I still think email is still the default standard for business mm-hmm. for most people. Now, once you once you get out of that um, and into um, you know, well, uh, DM me or something, that's fine. But that, that to me, what we what we call in Star Trek language, first contact mm-hmm. is, is through an email or a phone. I always get an email address. And then we go from here. So I want to help a little bit with the best practices on this. So, you know, one of the things that, that my buddy, Phil Cook, who we've had on the show, and he's got a whole great dissertation about how email is destroying Yeah, he hates lives. email. He does. Now, Just like meetings. Well, in <laughs> and, and, and Angel's word, world, email is how she functions. It is the conduit to which life exists with her customer mm-hmm. service world. In my world, email is, it's necessary, but it can be a very big distraction yes. because I'm not... I'm not judged by what my emails do, I'm yes. ju- where Angel is. I'm judged by what I kick out in a day. But mm-hmm. if I spent all day responding and looking at emails, um, I get nothing done. And, and one, of, uh, one of the stats that Phil has in his uh, Phil, Phil Cook Media, and you can go to uh, philcook.com, I believe is his uh, blog. He's got a whole bunch of different things on emails, great tips. But he, and one of his blogs is that 40% of typical employees' day is spent sending and receiving emails. Now, mm-hmm. in Angel's case, that's good because that's what she's kind of supposed to do. But if you are supposed to be making donuts <laughs> or editing a documentary and you're spending half of your, your day doing email, receiving and sending, then that's probably not a good idea. Um, when do you check your emails? A very important thing. And one of the things that Phil has in his, and I, I can't do this, but he says, if you make your email the first thing you do in your day, um, that that's you end up then spending three hours checking, responding. You get into that little email thread where mm-hmm. you're, yeah, what do you mean by this? And and the next thing you know, it's noon. It's time for lunch, and you oh, haven't yeah. started anything yet. And I and I, I know I used to say when I used to work for people versus now working for myself, uh, you know, I would come in an hour early just to either get emails done or just to get my work done mm-hmm. because after that started the meeting train mm-hmm. and all the other things. And then by noon and then another set of meetings. And then that's why I had to work three extra hours after five o'clock because that's when I got my work done. So you spend, you know, an hour before work and an hour, three hours after work to get your work done because all the rest of my time was dealing with other people's problems. And, oh, hey, we, we're having a problem with this thing or with a network connection or something and you know a lot of times you know those of us who are a little bit more gifted with you know internet and stuff we get called into hey i can't get my printer to work you're everybody's help desk yeah so it's so those 
That's a problem when that happens. And I want to reference a, another podcast we did with Brittany Dixon. She has a bunch of them on her podcast on, on uh, process for profit. But if you go back and look at one of our podcasts called Email Overload, she gives some tips because one of the things you can do is prioritize your emails. Yes. So if you just flip through instead of doing what I often do, it's like, okay, I just want to get all the little blue dots off my, off my uh, email. You just sit back through. It's like, this is spam. This I need to respond to later. This I need to respond to later. This is nothing. This is nothing. And you prioritize. And then you can go back at noon and then actually respond to those. Mm-hmm. If, and if there is a the house is on fire email, you can respond to that. So that's another way to look at it. So mm-hmm. you, again, get back to work as soon as you can because nobody likes when they, they can get those things done. So here's the thing that we're dealing with now is email is kind of the standard for those of us who are a little older, I know young people, my stepson, mm-hmm. Zach, deals with DMs. I don't even know if he checks his email. Um, he, I, he, I think he wants to see how many he can actually have. But he doesn't care about them. Uh, no, no not in, unless I've told him I've sent him something or he is looking for an email specific from an yeah. individual, his email is full. I mean, it's. I think he had 10,000 yeah. just because he wanted to see how big he could get the number. And I'm like, well, then that just becomes pointless because... Yeah. You know, you're not even, you're not even you're responding. Not, exactly. It's bad customer service. Horrid. So, and I have a friend uh, my age who we've done a couple projects together. He has never emailed me. It's always been a Facebook message, which is just odd because I don't check Facebook messages. So huh. this kind of sets up the, 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 the thing we want to say to you for best practices. And if you agree with this or not, I'm just telling you this is, I think I'm not alone when we say this. Text and, and direct messages uh, are great ways to communicate. They should not be your first contact. Emails need to be your default method of business. And let me explain how you can make that, first of all, work. Is when somebody contacts you for the first time, hey, I'm trying to find out something about a documentary or commercial that maybe I'm going to produce. Um, and it's going to lead to a phone call. Well, there's going to have to be an exchange of information. Uh, you may have a signature line on your email that says, you know, here's my cell or here's my mobile you're inviting it's almost like a uh, we 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 compare so many things to dating but it's almost like you're saying here here's my cell number we all know well if you've done any kind of dating in the last 10 years that when you give somebody your cell phone number that's that's a level of intimacy yes it is that you you can't take back cuz you're risking having to change your phone number this is my my methodology i prefer people to email me um, I have a business phone number that you can call me at during business hours. Unfortunately, in my world, I travel, and you know, like I mentioned earlier in the show, we were up doing shows in in Lima, which I, I you're, you're, you can't. Well, you can. Well, somebody actually did call the office number, but I, I several will, people. <laughs> I will tell the people that I'm involved within that production. Here's my cell phone. This is where you can reach me at. So it is a level of like, I'm trusting you that you're not going to, and what happens so often is people, once they get my cell phone number, they stop calling the office line. They start calling my cell phone number at eight o'clock at night on the weekends. And and I, I prefer that you email me or call my business line. Please don't text or call my cell phone, my private cell phone. And I actually have my, my voicemail message says you've reached the private cell phone of John Ondo. Mm-hmm. I think um, it says personal, but personal or whichever. But the point says, of it is, I, I, I'm this trying, isn't my business phone. I'm trying to set a, set a little thing that this is my personal cell phone, and and I don't expect business calls necessarily on it unless I gave you the number for some specific reason. So when you f- have a first contact with a new client, somebody you know, say hey, just to let you know, 
best way to reach me is my email. There you go. Here's my business number, and I'm also going to give you my, this is where it becomes optional, I'm going to give you my cell phone number, but please only use that for business purposes, you know, during, if you need to get something that's an emergency. Uh, so respect the fact that I don't want to call from you when I'm you on the golf course. And you shouldn't give that unless they've become a client. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's a good point. Any kind of communication, the most blood pressure spiking thing that can happen to me is where my watch the buzz and I look and I've got a text message. It, 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 there's, a, there's a lot of other reasons why that happens <laughs> between kids and other things in my yeah, life. We'll leave it at that. So, it, but, so if you send me a text message, just know you could spike a heart attack with me because <laughs> it's, a, it's a high blood pressure situation because my response typically is when I'm mowing the lawn and my watch goes off, something has gone horribly wrong. I've forgotten something. I'm going to get yelled at because, and it always ends up being... He's triggered. It's my son asking, hey... Uh, have you bought that thing yet? Have, have you bought, bought that, that thing, thing on yet? Amazon yet? Yeah. So again, so everybody's different. So you may be fine using text messaging and giving out your cell phone, and that's fine. Put that in an email, put that in the text message. But if you if somebody's always constantly email or constantly contacting you in a way you don't want to be contacted, just politely say, hey, I would prefer... Uh, email's the best way to get a hold of me during business hours, yeah. and uh, and I typically, even though I don't, I, I so I'm now leaking a big thing. I, I don't carry my cell phone with me on the weekends or something, so they understand if I if I text you on the weekend, I'm not going to get you. Mm-hmm. Um, so at least they're driven to do that. If you're, but I'm again, I'm very customer oriented, customer service oriented. Yes, he is, and there, to a fault. Well, and there are things that are big deal things. I could get, I could potentially get a text message from a TV station or something saying the file we have is corrupt. Can you resend it to us? We need it in an hour. So, and I, and I can, and I'm set and I'm very proud to set up and make that stuff happen. So I, I never want anybody to ever say, we tried to get a hold of you and 10 people died because we yeah. could not contact. John you. assumes the barn is always on fire. It's always on fire. It's not healthy. So no, it's not. <laughs> um, spam is a bit, another big thing. And, and one of the things I mentioned, the blood pressure goes up for text, but the blood pressure also goes up if I see a lot of emails oh, in the morning. He gets, I mean, it is. He's yeah. If if I don't have the spam filter on, I, it would not be uncommon for me to have fifty emails from you know midnight to six a.m. when I wake up or whatever. Sure. So one of the things I highly recommend, I can only tell you the one I use for Mac. It's called Spam Sieve. It is phenomenal. It's ridiculously accurate. Um, and my emails went from being forty nine emails overnight to. Three and it, and they were the three I wanted to see. I typically have two or three business magazines and overnight things that I'd like to see in the morning. So when when that little red dot is four in the morning when I wake up, I know yep, no problem, everything's good. When I see fifteen, I know either my spam <laughs> filter shut off or the world caught on fire and I missed it. So um, so if you're like me and that little red dot spikes your blood pressure, mm. um, Phil Cook will tell you turn off that notification. Yeah, I've turned off all notifications on my phone. I can't, or turn off that. You can turn off the little red. Yeah, if you have that's the notification. I can't. um, I can't quite do that because you know, again, I might miss, you know, a hostage situation, and I could have solved it. (laughs) So, but again, I, I also know the trends well enough that I have one or two emails. Okay, no big deal. If I see 15, I know something's happened. So that's spam filters are fabulous. Um, also, you know, just let people know. Again, going back to it, let people know where you have to, uh, where you want to be contacted, when you want to be contacted. And I, and I think it's 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 so easy if you're an entrepreneur, you're hustling, you're trying to make things happen, that you want to be available for everybody right now. 
But I'm telling you, somebody who's now in his 50s, who's done that his whole life, that was a mistake. And I needed to really roll that back to where I can just say, you know what, please contact me during business hours. And if it's an emergency, here's my cell phone. But please respect the fact that that's my personal cell phone and and I'm expecting my kids to call on it, not clients. And I think that's completely reasonable. When people tell me that, I, I completely get it and I respect that. So those are some ways that you can help take email out of the equation. But again, for those of you a little younger than us, I'm just asking you, please, if you think I don't look at email, I don't respond to email, I'm not sure then why you, how you can do business. If you think you can do DM and, and instant messages and all and not do email, it, it, it just doesn't work. Email is still the default messaging world besides phone calls for your business. And you need to be checking it during business hours because if you want to have the best customer experience, you need to be able to, to, to turn that around. Uh, this is a story that is kind of the reason I'm kind of messed up with returning phone calls and emails is because there was a story back, and this is back in the late 80s, that at IBM, they and this is what I was told, at IBM, no phone rings more than twice. If you're the CEO and you're walking and a phone has rung twice, you pick it up because they had a kind of a customer service uh, culture that you don't make people wait for you or you don't send them a voicemail. Now, obviously, the world we live in now is a little different, but that was what I was brought up with. So that's why, to me, mentally, it's very important to make that callback or send that reply to that email. Most people expect if I send an email to you during a business day that I will get a response back within that business day or at least soon after in the next business day. Uh, I am constantly frustrated and will not work with people in the industry who just uh, don't respond or they say I don't check my and they, and they say I don't check my email um, and it's not like I don't check my email on Saturday I get that but it's like they don't check their email for a week at a time there's no way I can I can work with you because my needs are I need to have a response within a few hours or a day when it comes down to business entrepreneur pastor that I know Gary Cassie says we are paid to solve problems yes that's all I do all day and if you're not responding to email in a in a prompt or appropriate manner if you just like I don't check my email then you aren't going to solve enough problem you might say well everybody I know is on Facebook well as people have learned in the last couple of weeks not everybody's on Facebook anymore <laughs> entire social media outlets have disappeared from the planet Let's so, not get into that. But well, that's my point, <laughs> yes. though. If you think you can build your business structure based off of Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, things always come back around. That's why I wear the same clothes. <laughs> things always come back around, and email is still the safest, best place you should be at with your with your business communication. And and one more last bonus, I'll give you a bonus. Ooh! If you are if you have your business and you're using Gmail, which I'll remind you, <laughs> Gmail searches and this is not a conspiracy q thing it's true gmail scans all emails to see what you're talking about so if you write hey i found a really cool you know vinyl record player and you find see the the vinyl record player show up in your ads it's because google scans your emails for keywords they're not trying to you know wreck your marriage or anything but they're trying to find out what you're talking about what you want to buy Mm -hmm. so gmail is not secure 
And moreover, when you have a bob at gmail.com address, that says to me, well, you're not even serious about your business. You don't even have a domain. You may have a web. So if you have a website domain like ondomedia.com, you should have an email address like mine, john at ondomedia.com. Do not use Gmail unless, of course, you've got to use some kind of stupid Google document thing or something. That's a different world. But. Well, in, our, in my business every day, when people want to do business with my company, that is the red flag. Yes. If they do not have a web presence and their email is not a business email, that it came from a Gmail, a Hotmail, a, you know, TTY, whatever yeah. their local area. It's like, if you aren't spending even any money to get a website or a domain, you're not somebody that we're going to want to do business with. And and just for, just in case somebody's out there saying, well, I've used Gmail for 20 years. I have all the all the mailboxes and everything. That's okay. You can still get your domain switched and forward your emails to your Gmail. There's a couple of snags to that. But do not have a Gmail address if you are a professional business. If it's a yeah. personal thing, that's fine. It's like they don't do this anymore. And again, I'm showing my age, but they used to always have these these signs for businesses that were Pepsi and then below an aerial font, you know, Bob's Burgers or whatever. Yes. And it was kind of like, I don't know what Pepsi just gave those signs away to people and <laughs> as advertising, which was a great scheme. But that's what it says to me. It's like, hi, you just got the cheap Pepsi sign for your business instead mm-hmm. of actually having one made. So that's my last rant on that. Uh, just a couple quick things. We appreciate you listening so much. I know it's been a it's been a tough year in 2021 we still hope we'll be better well yeah i don't know we'll, we'll see what happens we saw six days in it wasn't such a hot thing yeah, not, such a, <laughs> not ordering a subscription but um, it really means a lot to us where we do this out of our own time uh, uh, you know out of our own businesses because we we care about people in your in your business and we want to interact with you but it would mean so much too if you would just take a second and subscribe to our podcast and if you if you've already subscribed thank you could you share it to some other people because as we uh we want to grow this podcast and be responsive to what you need so if you can share us with a friend who maybe would enjoy this podcast that would mean a lot to us uh we we don't sit here and ask for money we don't want you know to send money through uh patreon or anything like that we're happy to do this but the way that we would ask you to kind of respond back to us is to subscribe yeah and to uh, share it with friends so we can uh, increase our reach and help you out. And again, marketingmediacupcakes.com is our website. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, and on Instagram. And if you there's a topic you'd like us to yes. talk about, something you'd like you know, a little bit more in-depth, or you just want to hear Please. John rant about or me ramble on about, then yeah, just drop us a line. We'd be happy to you know take that topic and run with it on and, a show. And on our website, if you've got an Apple OS uh, device, you can actually record and leave us a voice message that we could use on the show too and we'd love that because we just love hearing from folks so remember our shows typically drop on Thursday or Friday every other week and until we uh, get to talk to you next time keep living the dream connect with John and Angel via Facebook and Instagram and let us know your thoughts Marketing Media and Cupcakes is a production of Ondo Media